Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 120 of the IA Cast. My name is Michael Dowies, and man, I'm here with a big crowd today to talk everything WWDC. So, with me today, I have Aaliyah Dudley. It's a little too crowded in this room. I don't like it. Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. Jeff Bishop. Hello. Victoria Gray. Hello. Sarah Lanier. Hi, everybody. And Megan Hargrave. Why am I last? Just happened that I mean, way. Someone had to be. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know what they say, last like, is you? not least, Megan. Last is not least. Right. <laughs> no. So, man, we've got some interesting Apple news to talk about before we start the actual show today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, before we get to the main content. And so let's start off with the first thing that happened, and that is new iPods. For the Actually, I think cool. the proper reaction is, huh? For the few people <laughs> that use them. Um. No, honestly, I, I, I think the iPod has gotten some decent upgrades. I mean, I was kind of hoping that it would get the A11, not the A10 Fusion, which is the yeah. CPU of the iPhone 7. But it has the same case as the uh, previous iPod Touch, which means it also has a headphone jack. It still does not have Touch ID. The storage configurations are changed. You can now get them in 60, uh, 32, 128, and 256 gig storage sizes for 199, 299, and 399. Um, and wasn't there something else? They're I colorful. like multiple colors. Don't forget they're colorful. They have a lot of colors. They've always been colorful. Didn't you? S- yeah, they they have a lot of different colors. Most of them are the same, but I think they have a few new ones as well. They're really meant for kids. But one thing, you know, and we'll talk more about this, but uh, one really great thing about these devices is they're really good beta testing devices. Yes, they are. So if you're interested in jumping in on all of the fun coming out, you know, in the just, well, just in a day or two here, (laughs) um, then this might be a way if you want to jump into this pretty inexpensively even if you just bought the 32 gig version of it uh, to be able to test say ios 13 so well, we'll talk well, more about that and the other and thing like the that's I- really nice about these is that they're not just for kids i i used them actually a lot of people use them in a business setting as point of sale devices you could put a barcode scanning device on them and make them into a store inventory system or you could use them as handheld CCTVs for uh, low vision users, and they're perfect. They're $200, and they're a lot cheaper than the AT companies can provide. And now they have a new upgrade, makes them even more useful. Or they could be a book reading device. Yeah, they certainly you know, can. Like a or a music player for the gym. Possibly. Or the airplane. That's a good point. I use mine on on the airplane a lot when I don't really want to burn up my phone's battery because I know when I get there I need to have Uber and Lyft and all this stuff. So I'll just use my little iPod Touch to play music or, you know, just uh, go on the airplane Wi-Fi and watch TV or whatever. Now that being said, it's 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 very interesting that, you know, the iPod is so small I can like wrap my hand around it eight times. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but... It's smaller I than the like... SE. I mean, it's it's tiny. 
Exactly. They're four inches. But I think it's still interesting that there's no Touch ID. That's very peculiar. You would think, I mean, I guess they're not planning for people to use that for security and have sensitive information on there, but, you know, you could still add a passcode. It's just... I just think that... I think they're trying to keep these as cheap as possible, and if they were to add Touch ID, it might bump up the cost a bit. And so I just... I don't, I don't think they're ever going to do it. And maybe that's part of why they don't have the A11 or something like that. Maybe that's also no, part of keeping costs down. No, because the 7s had touch IDs. But, I mean, yeah, I guess the, 11, the A11 might have cost a little too much to, to produce in the iPods. But still, I think... I don't know. I wish they would have put I, the 64 gig model at the base price not the 32. I know their storage configuration always confuses me like it's I don't weird. understand this whole 32 gig to 128 gig thing it's it why do it, they skip out 64 gig and, like have 32 they do that on their phones a lot too out? yeah yeah because now it's what 64 256 and 512 I think something like that yeah they skip the 128s that. which are which is <laughs> very weird so it's very interesting, you know, hearing about these iPods, and I'm just glad the line isn't dead. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, and I think it also says a lot for older iPhones, like the 7, as far as their support is concerned, because if Apple's just making these iPods, they're, you know, going to presumably get updates for a while. So, you know, I think for somebody with the iPhone 7, I feel like the iPod says a bit about how long you're going to receive updates unless you've upgraded to a newer phone. Can I bring up one issue with them, though, that I think is something I wish Apple would reconsider? And that is that you cannot use an Apple Watch with these devices. Right. Right. Just like you can't, yeah. with, an, you can't with an iPad. Use it with an iPad. You know, for, for someone who is elderly or someone like that, this is a really good combination where you could get an Apple Watch and an iPod Touch and really make it work, you know, uh, and actually be something that would be feasible for for those types of individuals. So, do any of you guys yeah, plan on buying I, one? I might. Uh, I'm going to wait till tomorrow to see whether they're going to knock out the old iPod Touches out of the line of those that can get iOS 13. Because I use my iPod Touch as a training device. It's an easy device for me to take down to nothing, to show somebody how to set up a device. It's super easy. I don't have a lot on it. It's just kind of a, a really almost... It's it's not a throwaway device, but the iOS on it is throwaway. So I can just kind of restart it whenever. And I don't have to worry about losing much. So um, I might. We'll have to see what tomorrow brings. I'm debating it. Just as a, like a music device. Yes, I do have my iPad and stuff, but sometimes the iPad is way too big for me. Um, especially if I'm going like on an airplane on like a two-day trip kind of thing, and I don't want to burn my phone's battery. I need something for music. So, or books or something and if I were to get this 256 model I wouldn't have to worry about storage because my phone is only 64 so um I wouldn't have to worry about that because I have like 16 gigs of music on my phone so wow <laughs> wow well and I thought of yeah I, I haven't made my mind up yet 
but I have thought uh, for a while now off and on about maybe getting an iPod and using it you know Aliyah I, I remember you and I were talking a while ago um, not long after uh, we uh, posted John Moore's um, Olympus I should know the model number LSP4 I remember it. LSP yeah when we posted that show um, I was thinking about potentially wanting to get an Olympus and then um, I, I've, I've been toying with the idea of getting an iPod basically to be an Olympus yeah, because um, with your ambios, you make recordings on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But if at the I same had time, the extra at cash, with... I would definitely get one. I'm sorry, Jason. I thought I was done, um, but but at the same time, like I'm torn because you know I have enough storage for what I need on my phone. I don't need a lot of storage, and at least with my phone, I have that built-in internet connection to share the recordings to wherever I need, which I wouldn't have on the iPod unless I were connected to Wi-Fi or using my phone as a hotspot. So, I don't know. What about you, Jeff? Would, are you going to get one or pass? I'm probably not going to get one. I have another device here that I... Well, <laughs> I don't, maybe I won't be able to use it. You know, it's going to all depend on what announcements come tomorrow, really, to be honest with you, um, as far as what devices live and die on the... Uh, <laughs> on the vine here for you know coming up with ios 13 so uh, ask me that tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) well that device dies (laughs) we will be doing a wrap-up show uh including uh we'll get on the server and describe the keynote so if anybody wants to join uh we may uh have ways for you to enjoy that but uh it's very exciting uh you know, to see what is going to change tomorrow. We'll get to that here in a bit. But there other there's other news to be talked about as far as Apple. And that is that iTunes is dead and it's the end of the download era as we know it. Oh, stop oh being such God. a clickbait oh person. God. Stop it. <laughs> I really just want to well, smack you in the head right now. You I'm are... being sarcastic. <laughs> the, the, the LA Times article, everybody should go watch gross. the Vector YouTube yeah. video. Agreed. Yes. Go when We're going to link to he, this in the show notes. Yeah, Please go that watch was this video. Um, oh, by the way, guys, um, you know, the Vector YouTube videos, they're also available as a podcast. Yes, yes they, they are. are. So if you don't want to watch them that way, you can subscribe and get them that way. So, That's how I listen to but, them. Oh, man, he yeah. lays it out. It was it was he, awesome. Yeah, he was he was mad, man. He was just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it was great, and and really, guys, 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 the program iTunes might be dying on the Mac. We don't know still what they're going to do about iTunes for Windows. We don't know what we don't we don't know a lot of things, and so <coughs> this article is very much it 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 actually quotes an an article uh from Business Insider I believe or Bloomberg it's one of the two it quotes <laughs> that 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 Bloomberg article incorrectly so it it's it's just a bad write guys the era of digital downloads is not over you're not going to lose your purchases you're not going to lose any of this just breathe and wait for the keynote where right. Apple and, will and calmly and wonderfully and magically explain everything away and it'll all <laughs> and how it's going to amaze you 
You sound like you're trying well, to hypnotize us. Well, here's <laughs> well, isn't Apple trying to hypnotize us? Um, but well, that's true. <laughs> Good point. Even if <laughs> iTunes does die, you're still going to be able to download your purchases um, within other apps. Like you're still going to be able to, you know, access podcasts that you've paid for in the podcasts app. If that's what Apple decides to do, you're still going to be able to download. You know, you 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 when when Apple took. Um, access to books out of iTunes, right? And and made the iBooks app. You were still able to download those books that you purchased in the books app. Well, I will say this, and people can disagree with me if you want, but I do feel like nostalgically it's the end of an era. It's the end of the branding of iTunes. And I feel like that is a big deal, but it doesn't mean that services and different things will change. It just means they're being rebranded and pushed into different areas, which includes a new app called Music that will not be a UIKit app, which is an iPhone app on oh, thank God. the Mac, but a <laughs> AppKit app, which means it's a Mac's, Mac App Store app, basically, made for Mac. And that app will still contain the ability to burn CDs, rip CDs, and do everything that you did in iTunes. It's just everything's going to be split. Now, what I'm curious about is what will happen to our ringtones and everything else that we did on uh, to manage our phones. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, there's talk that that's going to stay in the music app, which is kind of weird. Um, I read a rumor a while ago that Apple was supposedly, and I don't, I don't put much stock in this, and I don't remember who published it, but that Apple was supposedly making, there was, there were two things. They were speculating that Apple was going to make a mobile device synchronization app that would handle um, your ringtones and everything else, and then the music app would be the music app, <coughs> or they were going to make a specific app uh, to sync your ringtones, and I don't, I can't see that. That just. No, not now that no. iTunes, the no. way you sync ringtones right now with iTunes is just weird, but, you know. Well, maybe but, they'll improve that and put it back like it had been yeah, that before would be nice. they broke it. But it's interesting. I'm curious. Go ahead, Megan. Sorry, Mike. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what happens with, um, like, re restoring your devices and stuff. Yeah, we primarily use iTunes for that. Right. We'll have to wait well, till again, tomorrow. It'll probably. Yeah, we'll obviously have to wait till tomorrow. But it, I suspect it would be a function of the music app, possibly. I kind of hope they split weird. it out of music, possibly. just because it just doesn't fit. No, well, that's I what I was going to say. It would sound weird. It sounds weird to, to to. It's weird to think of it like that, but I don't know. I wonder what they would call that app. Maintenance utility, maybe. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, this, is, this, is, this is Apple we're talking about, not Microsoft. Well, they already have an app <laughs> called iOS Configurator, which is used for other things. But, hmm. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. In Windows, they call it the iPhone mobile configuration tool or something like that. But it's mainly used for adding profiles and different things to your phone. So I wonder if they're they may expand that. 
and you actually have to go download it I think on Windows I'm gonna make a prediction I think the music app is going to have all of the features that we have today for doing the you know restoring of our devices and managing all of the things were you know syncing and all of that that's going to be in the new music app that's at least my guess that would be really weird though because it's not all music when you're like syncing and that so do you guys think that music is just going to be itunes rebranded and have other stores removed i think i think so i think it might look look pretty similar I really want it to be different, though. Like, I mean, as far as its design is concerned, like, I I, kind of want a different design. So, that's what we know about iTunes. And, you know, we, in the past, we've been seeing them make steps towards this. So, they used to have a thing called iTunes Connect, where you managed your podcasts, you managed your uh, apps, you managed everything. And they broke those off into different sections like App Store Connect, Podcasts Connect, and others. So they've also changed parts of their social media accounts and moved things to the music uh, social media account. So it's interesting to see the changes. And we obviously we don't know anything until tomorrow, but... Obviously, Apple is making changes, and we will just have to find out tomorrow. We usually have an ad at this point, but we want to go ahead and just jump right in the discussion because this is in... I love new devices, but this is also Apple Christmas for me. Yeah, you're a developer. Of course you have to say that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So tomorrow, WWDC is going to be amazing. I'm excited. I'm ready. So let's start with iOS. Let's start with iOS. iOS 13. Ooh, unlucky 13. Is it going to crash all our devices on beta? Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, So that really would be unlucky. Remember, there is a culture that believes 13 is the lucky number, right? Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But remember, like when iOS 12 didn't. Wasn't it 12 that that made some devices unusable when you tried to reset it back to the 11 beta? Or 11? Yeah. Yes. Or 11, I yeah. Believe 11 stable? So it was either yeah. 12 to 11. No, I think it was 11 to 10, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It was, it was I rough. I don't remember, but it was one of those. It was, yeah, because it happened to me. But <laughs> basically, and there are places at Apple that say, if you install this beta, do not go back. I mean, you can do it, but it's risky. I have seen a lot of times where they say that in on their documentation. So, basically, this year is an iPad year. So, every other year, they focus on the iPad, it seems. So, I'm going to be installing this on my iPad Pro. Uh, I'm very excited about it, and... We're expected to get a, a lot of new features. Like mouse support. Mouse support. Yes. And that's going to be an accessibility feature, is what we're hearing. Which is interesting. Kind of like auto brightness is an accessibility feature. It feels like for no reason, but also then... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's kinda... Yeah. But the reason why they're doing this is 
and Apple has come out and said that accessibility is not just about blindness or hearing disabilities. It's about customizing your device so it works best for you. And that seems like one of those settings. It's also being said that accessibility might be moved to the front page in settings. I'll be happy about that. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be wow. Really that would be brilliant. I would less caps to get the braille settings. Yes, please. Right, and it wouldn't be the first time that Apple moved it either, because they moved it up the list in general settings for iOS eleven. Yeah, I want to say it was eleven. There's also talk. I thought it was ten. There's also talk that. Um, the volume indicator visually is not going to be as prominent on the screen. Oh, weird. Huh. It'll be more okay. like Android. But what I'm hoping for, I would like that battery indicator that has a dialogue just to be a notification with a sound. What? Um, oh, when like your when device... you're when you have a low battery when your device is at twenty percent. See, I I want the dialogue for the ten percent. That's that's. I want to be thing. able to set that in preferences. Like yeah, I, that I, is, I, that, I yeah, like, that. Yeah. Because like, the I iPad want... tells you at ten and five, and the phone tells you at twenty and ten. So weird. Yeah, and I also and like I also want to be able to. 10. Yeah. Right, and I also I I want to be able to set. Whether it shows me a dialogue or whether it shows me a banner or something. Like, I, yeah, I want to customize in, that. Yeah, it should be in notification settings, I think. Because it's if you're playing a game or doing something, it's very intrusive, just especially online games, where you can't pause to just be like, oh, low battery, you died. Right, or reading or reading <laughs> an article in Apple News, you know. Yeah. Especially or even voiceover. if you're just on the phone. Yeah, yeah but at least it doesn't stop your conversation. But at least it doesn't stop your conversation. Depending on how distractible you are. And depending well, on how, how quiet <laughs> the other person is talking. Right. If that, you know, when voiceover jumps in and goes, your phone battery is at 20%. No battery! Low power mode. Close button. And and if, if you're talking to someone who's using a headset, uh, depending on the quality of their headset, you may not be able to hear them. That yeah, that's fair because it does kind of duck even if you have auto ducking dis audio ducking disabled when mm -hmm. in, in calls sometimes when it when voiceover speaks. So I'm really excited to see what we get as far as, you know, those kind of things. But also the iPad is supposed to get multi windows support. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. And um also a, a revamped files app. So I'm kind of interested to see if this is going to give us more Finder-ish support on the iPad. I would love that. That would so be amazing. That would be and so I also nice. Would love, that I would also be want, brilliant. I also want all of the Finder keyboard shortcuts because we have some of them, but we don't have all of them. Right. And I think we should be able to use up and down arrow. I don't know if it visually works, but with VoiceOver, up and down arrow in the Files app does not highlight each individual file name like it does in Finder on the Mac. I want that functionality when I have a keyboard on my on my iPad. Well, and also I feel like we should have functionality of like a Mac like with, when it comes to hotkeys and stuff with the keyboard with an iPad. I think that's well, coming. We have a lot of hotkeys. I think that's coming. Um, I mean you know what I mean though, Jason. Not 
really, actually. Well, I mean, like, being able to hit VOD to go to the dock, or... Oh! Different things like that. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, now I'm with you. And I could sort of see and that, I... and I... I, I guess that Apple figures you can just touch the screen, but, you know, just to 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 your point, I, when I had a, I, I just got a new keyboard case from Amazon yesterday, and one of the commands I wasn't able to use was uh, uh, VO function down arrow and up arrow to open control center and notification center respectively, and I didn't realize how much I used those keyboard commands when I could have just done it using my touchscreen until I wasn't able to use them, so... So, I, I, I very well might end up using VOD if they were to add that command. Well, and my it's thing is... little things like that. I um, would also like them to add multi-path audio, so multi, you know, where I could have yes. a book and a video game, or a book and Team Talk going at the same time, or mu music. Oh, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, nice. I want that. That would be, yeah. I would love that. So that apps wouldn't ever have to completely take control of the device audio. Yes. Yeah, I would, I would, I would be cool. love it. I would love it if they would fix it so that if you're reading something, say a status on Facebook, for example, and you get a notification, it yes. doesn't make it so that you have to completely start reading the yes. status over yes. again yes. to understand. Oh, that is that is so irritating. Work. And it's still broken. How does that yeah. work on Android, Aaliyah? I wish... Uh, it waits, I believe, to tell you until it's finished. I, at least on my Pixel. Why can't iOS do that? I wish there was a way in voiceover settings to customize, because you can already customize when it speaks notifications. And I wish in, I mean, you can like have it always speak or not always speak, but I wish that in that, in that, in that area of voiceover settings, you could say interrupt, um, it, it would of course be more ele elegant than this, but interrupt voiceover speaking to tell me about notifications on or off. I would, I would turn that off. And then it would always wait Same. until after it was speaking whatever utterance it was speaking at the time before reading the notification. See, for me, it's 50-50 when it does that. Sometimes it will finish reading the post before it tells me the notification, and sometimes it won't. I feel like if you... It, it, it's, it's a matter, in my experience, when you're telling it to read from, be, uh, from where you are to the end, that's when it might wait. Um... Because I feel like if I'm flicking to something or touching something on screen, it's always going to interrupt for a notification. Interesting. I don't know, I'd have to play around with it. I think it might have something to do, too, with the length of the post, but I'm not 100% sure about that because it just usually interrupts it for me no matter what, and that just drives me bonkers. So Yeah, yeah bonkers I know too. what you mean. I know when this isn't as big of a deal for a lot of you guys, but something I'm looking forward to is dark mode... Like we yeah, you just captured like... our thoughts on yeah. that. I think we already had that. No, we have what's called smart invert, which does not always catch everything. So this will be something that developers implement to change their app to look dark. Why is that okay, such a big... I, I, I guess I was thinking of night shift maybe or something because I thought yeah, there was possible. something you could 
that you could turn hey, on that a, would we, 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 we blind people have a dark mode it's called screen curtain <laughs> but um <laughs> that's a that that's a true. that's a like completely dark mode <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't think that's that a was midnight mode that's what that is <laughs> <laughs> but Michael you know for other people who might be curious why is dark mode causing people so much excitement like why what is it about being able to have a dark mode that makes people happy what it does is it is so it's like smart invert but developers can change the colors to be a certain way in their app so up until now developers had to build it into their app I built um, a high contrast mode that does something similar in the ACB link app that I built and you turn on high contrast and it changes the entire app through the programming not through the OS and so basically it's smart invert you're left up to the OS to decide how things are gonna look so if you have a blue background in your app it's gonna turn it orange or whatever other color if you have you know an image it will still still look good but anything white will turn black anything black will turn white and it just inverts it's an inversion whereas a proper dark mode will do full transition to a good high contrast look so it makes the background kind of darker so that you can focus yes better it, it makes it to where you can see it easier app. Some people with low vision have difficulties reading black text on a black on a white background, and so it helps with people being able to see. To me, it sounds like there's not really that much difference, but there is. I guess that maybe because I don't have. Sight. I, I get it. I, I mean, I get it, but it kind of just sounds the same to me. It it's a visual thing because it if you want your app to be presented a certain way and not left up to chance when you're doing user design and user interface uh, design you want to make sure that the experience that your visual users get is exactly what you want and so a dark mode allows for developers to say this is how I want this to look if the user changes the background to dark what excites I want to go around and see what items that you've heard of excite you what you're really into uh, Jeff what what sounds really cool? Well, I'm pretty excited about this new Find My app. So they're taking the Find Friends and Find My iPhone applications and they're merging it into one app called Find My. Not only is this going to uh, bring the functionality of Find My Friends and Find My iPhone together, but it's also going to allow you to find devices even if they're not on LTE or on wireless. So it's going to be able to use GPS triangulation and to be able to help you find your device, even if it's not on any network whatsoever. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and aren't they rumored yeah. to be wow. releasing these little tile-like devices? Yes, they are. Yep, yep. Oh, so that's, that's, that's kind of why I'm waiting on not, and I'm not retiling. Because I'm kind of waiting to see. <laughs> I only have like two of them. You like your floor the way it is, do you? 
<laughs> hey, we don't want to talk about retiling because that's what they're doing at my house. Well. <laughs> Ouch! I feel sorry for you. But also, so that's pretty funny. One issue with that I have <laughs> is I would like to see them build an Android equivalent app because yeah. if you decide to get rid of your iPhone, you're stuck. Well, and if they do that, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Anymore. Or a website, even like even a website would be preferable to nothing. I would be good with a website. Well, can't you do that? Isn't there? You can. I know there's uh, the find my iPhone where you can log though. in to find your phone, right? Yeah, so find my iPhone. Not find friends, but find my iPhone. Will I know? But I'm I'm just thinking once they merge it, it would seem that that would well, merge find my over. friends. They do have, I believe, in iCloud.com. I think. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I'd have to go look it up, but. It's a neat feature. I'm kind of excited about it. As somebody who has four tiles, three of which are almost dead, I <laughs> I want to I want to know what they're going to do. So Jason, how about you? Anything you're excited about? Well, one of the things I read about is the possibility that NFC is going to gain more functionality, but we've heard this before. But um if that's true, that'll be nice because I, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but we've we've I've seen some other rumors that are talking about NFC functionality, and we're and we're we're starting to see that anyway because you know um, I believe it's in the New York transit system. You can now use NFC to pay for your um, yeah bus yeah and they're in, in, in the transit system yeah and they've got these little stickers, these tap to pay stickers. Um, that they're that they've released now for like parking meters and stuff. So I think that's neat. And if I think NFC really does start to open up more. And I think Apple's advertising better uh, support for transit systems. Yeah. I wish I wish they would do something like here in Austin with the with the readers on some of our buses and even I think the trains have readers on them too, don't they? Yes. Um. It would be really nice if I could just walk up and tap my phone on it. That would be nice, but not yet. I want that here, too. Megan, is there anything interesting that you're looking forward to? I'm mostly looking forward to see to seeing what they come up with for WatchOS 6. I've heard some rumors about apps and whatnot. Um... Like, I think they're wanting to put on, like, a books app. That's what I've heard, and I can't remember who posted that. But I saw that about a couple weeks ago. kind of saw that. I mean, I probably wouldn't use it, but I kind of just found it interesting. I'm also interested to see if they will possibly improve walkie-talkie. Um, and, you know, they're always looking to improve activity, so... I'm kind of interested to see what they come up with there. And uh yeah, I think that's that I think that's my big thing for me. Oh, and also what they might come up with home, for HomePod. Yeah. The let's let's move on unless anybody has any iOS things we want to cover. Let's move on to watchOS. Yeah, I think I'm I'm excited about these new supposed apps on watchOS and a dedicated um, app store 
So it'll make yeah. developers have some extra work in the long run, but um, I'm I'm kind of excited. And new apps for medication reminders and other little medical things that a watch like that should be able to take care of, which is super I cool. I did see that. I like that idea. That sounds I really wish good. Too, I wish, too, that we could add a ring to the activity section. Yeah, that would be that cool. That would count your steps for you so that you didn't have to go diving deep into the You can actually, of... I believe, uh, ask, how many steps have I walked? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling you zero, Elia. I'm glad you said that, Sarah, though, because I've been thinking that, because my mum's had, like, other fitness devices before, and she's always asked me. You can find it. it so it just brought up activity. It's, it's not that you can't find it, it's just yeah, it's there. It, but actually, it, used to, it used to show me a little bit better, but, or maybe it's... How it's many miles there, it's have just I really today? hard to find. Yeah. Here we go. If you ask it how many miles you've walked, you're going to get your steps and yeah, your miles. Yeah, but then you still have to, you still have, I mean, I'd like to see it, you know, kind would, of like the move ring and the and the um, exercise ring and all that. Like, you're, you know, 50% of closing your 10,000 steps today or whatever. Yeah, I wonder. And, and I realize... I wonder that that's if just those, kind of a um, lofty thing, but... Yeah, I wonder if those um, pedometer apps, like Pedometer Plus Plus, I think, doesn't it have a watch app? I don't know if it will display on your... It does have a your... watch app, but, but it's not... It's not seamless just, like you would like, like with the much. other things. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like it to all be in one place, and, and, and a quick yeah. glance will give me that information. I don't want to have to go diving for it. Yeah. Also, quick aside yeah. to say... Other fitness thing. Also, a quick aside to say, yes, you just saw that Aaliyah has been extremely lazy today. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, other I know it's not going to happen, but I still always will hope for, even if it doesn't sound very good, the ability to play other audio out of the Apple Watch speaker. And yes, music. and notification yes. sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, please that give us different cool. notification sounds yeah, and just please. ping, ping. It's so right. it's so unhelpful because the, you just hear the bing. Right, and you're you like, can't. Oh, you what's can't. That? And you, and you don't know what notification it is. Right. Right, because you can't with you can't via sound determine the difference between an email, a text message, or the timer for your cookies. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that, Jason. Well, you can yeah, tell the, the timer timer's got a different sound. Come on now. And so is the text message come to that? Well, email no, and text, text are the same. No, the email sound are the same, Dan. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. actually tried yeah, the email are. on the watch. And then, and then most of your the other notifications are a little chime ding yeah, like thing. Yeah, not only are, th yeah. are the sounds the same, but the haptic feedback is the same. And it would yeah. be nice same if you true. could change that also. And we know that, that this except hardware... For the, except for the messages. When the messages come in, it's like a like a... Too short yeah, messages and email again are the are the same, yeah, and then the, same the rest of your notifications. And we know that this device can support more. So yes, we do because we know that Apple has mm. programmed some in related to workouts and other things. Also, mm -hmm. give me access to that sound that it makes when it gets done setting up. That is such a nice sound. I want that. <laughs> Wait, what? Right? 
when not to, mention, not to mention heart stuff. You get really interesting uh, alerts for that too. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I've received one before um, when I apparently have had elevated heart rate when I've appeared to be inactive for ten minutes. Um, <laughs> I can't describe what it did though, but it was a bunch of taps. I know that. Don't you remember when I was on the server and my yeah, I didn't hear the sound. Reported really low. Yeah, I didn't made. hear the I didn't hear the and sound. And the haptic but... feedback was really bizarre. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. So, and they've incorporated a different haptic for the detecting a workout, so that we know what they can change. Yeah, them. it can be done. So I'm I also like to be able to customize the alarm sound too. Yeah, yeah. I so remember. That, you know, you can. Go ahead, yeah, Jeff. I, I remember reading that developers are going to be able to have finer control of the haptic engine on the watch and be able to to provide different tap type patterns that's so great. i hope that's true because man i would love to have more tap type configurations uh, for different apps so that i know for example yes you know instead of hearing a ding okay that's nice but what app was that you know yeah uh, it would be really nice to be able to know hey you know you just got this like sos type tap notification and that means something because it's in this specific app you know that kind of a thing Mm-hmm. Was it Twitter? Was it Facebook? so? Was it WhatsApp? What was it? <laughs> I think uh, this will be, you know, we're, we're going to see a lot more for WatchOS. But let's go ahead and move on to a bigger item of note here. Uh, and and guys, we're we're only talking about some highlights, and there's a lot more that we haven't covered oh, yeah. on a lot of these things. Well, and none of this is definite, guys. Everything yeah, that are we are seeing is rumors. Now, the reliability of a lot of those is very good, but we don't know anything for sure until it comes out of somebody's mouth on stage tomorrow. Right. And even if that Man, happens, I mean, air power, anybody, it might not come yeah. to fruition. So. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> air power was a hardware thing. Yeah, group FaceTime. Like group <laughs> FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, never mind. Kill my point. Well, do remember, guys, <laughs> that that a lot of the features that were planned for iOS 12 got pushed to iOS 13. Yes. So right. we may because see a lot more than has even been talked about. Exactly. You know, publicly tomorrow. So who knows? This could be. Yeah. So this could be a three-hour WWDC Michael, know, event tomorrow. Michael. Mm-hmm. That means you must be home from work in time to sit in front of your giant 50 inch tv and tell us what's going on <laughs> i will i will i will set up a computer and mic for you so that you can sit over there and have direct <laughs> like input to the team talk server so <laughs> I, i'm doing this i'm doing this so <laughs> we're gonna, you have no excuse we're nope. gonna talk about <laughs> mac os next Ooh. Well, really quick, I just want to say, because we were talking about rumors, the fact that all this is rumors, I don't care if, you know, something I hear about in a rumor comes true, and I find out I about it to. at, like, WWDC or the keynote or whatever, because it's still fun to hear it for real. Oh, I used you know to I mean? care like, so much. I didn't look at the rumors, and in yeah, fact, I used if somebody... To care too, but if somebody started spilling stuff to me before the event, I would literally like make loud noises until they shut up. Like I just didn't <laughs> want to hear. <laughs> right. But I'm just like, you know what? There's nothing like hearing it from the source. 
There really yes. is. Yes. Yes. Even if it's even if it's confirmed, even if we already know what's going to happen, there's just something about finding out about it at the keynote, whether you're watching it um, virtually or whether you're physically there. Oh God, that'd be so much fun. There's just yeah. You know and, what I mean? It's just. And I'm sorry, but nobody does keynotes like Apple. Amen. Does <laughs> and I'm not Google. just talking about the program. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. So, but especially Google. Let's. <laughs> All right, Michael's puns are getting ridiculous. Let's move on to Mac OS. Yes. yes. <laughs> so. Also, like brief aside, please give us HomePod betas. Please give us HomePod yes, betas. Yes, that would be great. <clears throat> Mac OS. Yes. Mac, Mac OS. OS. So we should see the TV app coming as well as if yes. iTunes is going to pieces, then we should see music <laughs> and videos and those kinds of things uh, on and the Mac. And shortcuts. Well. Like it's and like upset. Like iTunes is just crying and upset. Yeah. It's going to pieces. Oh, <laughs> poor <laughs> iTunes. We'll get to shortcuts, shortcuts are coming to the Mac. Yeah, we'll get to shortcuts <laughs> and, and with the TV app, can we get support for those of us who don't have cable providers? On air, you know, like antenna or whose cable provider is not listed in the list of TV providers. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were actually talking about a device called Home Run. I've heard of the Home Run, yeah. And it allows you to connect Apple TV and other devices to your antenna to be able to watch TV on Apple devices. Yeah, I've heard of that. Interesting. Um, it's like. 50 That's bucks or something like that. It's not bad. I don't think it works with your TV app, but hey, you know. That's a step in the right direction, but I'm I'm in the um, no Apple TV club, so. Well, I think uh, I think Apple TV is just one device. It'll work with iOS too, and I think yeah. some others. I was I was looking at that at one point. Yeah, I have my Apple TV. I just don't use it much unless so, Sandy is watching something. So basically, we're gonna get those apps, and like Jeff said, we're also gonna get shortcuts. Ooh, that's gonna make yes. the Mac like. I mean, we already have like things like Automator and and those kinds of things. We already have very powerful automation features on macOS, and I think this is only gonna make it better. Well, and I just hope that Automator doesn't also get. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Because I've heard about things by shortcuts. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really think, though, that this is going to bring some very nice things to macOS and be able to set things up and configure them with Siri so that all you have to do is just tell Siri to run your shortcut and then you can have something done just very quickly. Right, that'd be so cool to be able to, like... I mean, this won't work because it won't run anymore, but if it were 64-bit, it would be so cool to be able to be like, hey, S-Lady, run my... Uh, I'm 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 doing a podcast or something, and then it would automatically start, um, you know, whatever software I wanted to record with, maybe maybe line in or something. Again, obviously that's not going to happen because it's 32-bit and it won't be supported. But that way I could monitor things, and it would just do it all for me. That would be so nice. Or maybe um, there's a program I've been getting meaning to buy for my Mac called Hazel that will do folder actions based on different events. And being able to, you know, convert a batch of images like you just you put all the images in the folder or all the MP3s and say, um, "Hey, S lady, convert, uh, run my convert shortcut," and it will use Hazel and do all that kind of stuff. Or 
you know, different things like that. Yeah, it should be nice. And, you know, to, to say and to beat over the head something that I've said several times, Apple better be thinking of something to help voiceover for macOS get back into the realm of current. Because I... Um, I'm tired of trying to use a, wa- a modern web page with voiceover and hearing busy, bi- 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 busy. Um, yes. And now you know. Now that I think about that, I wonder how much of that is buffer size on the older Macs, and I wonder if you would have better luck on mine. I don't know because it seems to be kind of random. I knew somebody. Yeah, and I know somebody, Michael, who had a 12-core Mac Pro with, I don't even remember how much RAM they had, and um, they said they were still getting busy, and this was like a couple years ago, but... But that doesn't always... still power... Yeah, I know it's powerful, but the way that the Mac operating system handles hardware is different based on the year and what's developed for it, so it always never hurts to try. Yeah, it's just it's just hard when when I as a voiceover yeah. user can't can't be as productive as I could be on Windows, and that's that's tough. I used to be such a staunch Mac like I will use Mac in school, I will use Mac everywhere, and now I'm just like mm, had to buy a Surface. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I really am excited to see what they do. I just got my new 2019 MacBook Pro, and I'm loving this device, but I want to see what they do this year. And I'm wondering what kind of integrations they're going to make and changes uh, to the developer side. But also, we're supposed to get support for running our iOS apps on the Mac. How do you all feel about this other than the obvious voiceover issues we've had? Yeah. Um. Michael's like, will you stop talking about voiceover? I know it sucks. Um. <laughs> He's like, I don't use it, so shut up. <laughs> I didn't say that. You were thinking it. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah. Hey, just remember, we don't use Zoom, so. Yeah. But no, I I think if they can polish the experience, um, it's stop going to be Stop making me very, have very to be cool. a spatial text fields. Stop it. Yeah, that's that's that, 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 that's weird. But um, I un I, I I think if it gets more polished, then it'll be really really nice. Yeah. And and, and what's this? Speaking of 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 iOS and macOS integrations, what's this project? Have you guys seen that there's a new project that's been rumored where Apple's going to allow? I think it's called Project Sidecar, where you'll be able to um, use your. I think it's you'll be able to use like your iPad as a secondary display. Yes, mic. that's actually rumored to be coming out tomorrow. That's that interesting. interesting. So you'll be able to use your iPad to draw on things on the Mac. So if you have a PDF open, you'll be able to use the Apple Pencil and draw on items on the Mac. Do you guys think we'll see any Windows-related stuff tomorrow? They're going to have to address something if they're murdering iTunes. iTunes. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're going to have to do something about it because iTunes for Windows is a very significant part of the user base because not everybody mm-hmm. that's got iPhones has a Mac. No. Um, and and, and so, honestly, I mean, I'm I, more comfortable 
using iTunes on Windows than I am using iTunes on the Mac, and I think it's because that was where I learned iTunes was on Windows. See, I'm See, just about I, to say that Sarah, on the Mac. Sarah, Sarah, most blind people are throwing their hands in the air and rage at you right now. Most blind people hate iTunes for Windows. With I a to be fair, I don't have it though. I I'm with Sarah like, I... because I don't have a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Victoria. Thank but, you. But but, but 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 I've used <laughs> I've used iTunes on macOS, obviously, and I've also used it in Windows. It didn't seem to be that bad. Like I was able to use it with NVDA when I was having to re when it, when something on my Mac was messed up and it wasn't letting me restore my phone and I needed a new iTunes to do it. That wasn't on my Mac and I don't remember what the specifics anymore, but point is I was able to do it in Windows and it was fine. I mean, it took me a little bit of getting used to having to hit F6 to change frames or screens or whatever that I think that, that doesn't yeah. Windows, but well, it changes. It moves you to different parts of the screen. So I think what a lot of blind people tend to do is tab everywhere, and so yeah, of course it's going to be slow. Ah, no, no thanks. Um, but it, I know some people. I know a lot of people who have no love for iTunes for Windows, and and part of it could be because it's bloated and slow. It's you know, it's it's a bit of a resource hog, honestly. Yeah. Well, I do think there so. were a couple versions in the iteration of iTunes that were worse than oh, others. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I, I think part of the problem has been rectified. It's not as bad as it was. Um, I, I mean, at least for me, you know, I can, I can do what I need to do using either one. Using either iTunes on my PC or iTunes on the Mac. So I, you know, I never really understood why it was such a big deal. I will say, though, that I think voiceover navigation does make iTunes on the Mac a lot easier to use for me than it on Windows, but I still was able to do it. So do you guys have any final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap up today? I'm excited about this. I, I am too. I, I'm ready. I am. I'm going to be setting up at like 10 o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to get everything set up and, and ready. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to get... See, see, it's always my no, no. my tradition to order Uber Eats and get McDonald's on Apple Days and <gasps> get apple pie. So I... <laughs> so, wow. I'm going to schedule that order for delivery right around 12.15. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, nice! You so make me this is a, this now. is this, then I may I may get lots of uh, negative feedback on this, but it starts at twelve central tomorrow, right? Yeah, eleven eleven mountain. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I'm not being bombarded by. How dare you not know what time it is? Start that. <laughs> no, I always have. I'm to just think so about offended. I'm like, speechless. <laughs> but no like i always have to think about it too because i i, I know that because i'm in eastern time so it starts at one for me um and i know that pacific time is three hours behind me but there's just something when they when it whenever they're like 10 pacific i'm like oh <laughs> you always think i'm in pacific time jason it's hilarious <laughs> so um jeff what are your final thoughts like what what uh what do you think that we should 
really pay attention to and and what are your opinions on that I think we need to pay attention to the things that we've not yet heard uh, there's always going to be things that they announced that were not part of the rumor mill um, I think it's also going to be interesting to see how things are brought together both on Mac iOS and even Windows I think that's going to be uh, you know something to watch and then I think I'm interested to hear about glimpses at the fall in other words what software changes are coming in the fall that are going to impact future devices or future services that might be coming so that's what I'm going to be uh, doing now unfortunately I'm going to be in meetings <laughs> uh, throughout Aww, the entire Jeff. time that this is going to be going on oh, nice. so yeah. nobody tell me anything I'm going to be so banning turn all of you from off all your notifications. Tell like, him the biggest turn, part. O- turn on do not disturb. Turn because do, yeah, turn do not disturb on <laughs> until you leave work. Because we'll be talking about it in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, and we so. we will. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the somebody Apple privately text him and say, "This is what's happening." <laughs> right. <laughs> he might text just realize he's asked us not to. Uttered. I'm I also know, interested. I'm also interested in hearing what happens to shortcuts. Um, I'm really hoping they greatly expand this and add more programmability into shortcuts. Me too. So that developers can actually write functions that Im- that embed themselves into the functions library as part of shortcuts. Uh, I think that would be really interesting. Now, this could be a problem from a security perspective, so that would be my only concern about this. But if there could be a way of doing it that you could you know, uh, opt in to them. In other words, if, if, if you know that, for example, uh, a trusted developer that you, you know, know and love is going to be safe, then you can trust those. It, maybe, I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I'm hoping for mm-hmm. things like location awareness and being able to do more things on device based on location um, without having to use things like, uh, you know, the launch app and other types of apps that sort of mimic this type of behavior. I'd like to see that directly embedded. Like if I go to work, I'd love to be able to know, or if I have a meeting and it sees it on my calendar, I'd love it to go, Hey, look, you're in a meeting, go to do not disturb, set your phone to all these different things. And when the meeting is done, your phone automatically lights up and you're fine. Oh, that would be amazing. You know, that would be cool. That, that would be cool. Wow. Well, and, and you know, there's something great. else, Jeff, when you were talking about things on device that I was thinking of, wouldn't it be neat if we could use, um, S thing because she's not just a lady on device <laughs> without having to send all the time information to Apple servers because we can already on our newer iPhones use dictation offline. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. I think Siri is also, you know, they've made a lot of hires in this space over the last year mm-hmm. or two. And at some point those people have to come to the table and show us what they're going to bring to the game because right. mm-hmm. um I mean, these are pretty big players in the industry that they've that they've obtained. So, I think there's something something happening in the series space that one of these years we're going to get a major major series <laughs> upgrade. Exactly. And maybe this is one. it. Maybe we this is one. it, you know. That we would be great. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. So, um and then I'm just hoping for great voiceover and braille enhancements and yes. just performance yeah. improvements, speed Please. improvements. Uh, Fix braille. You know, just, <laughs> just, 
<laughs> and we're and you know we're not going to hear a lot about those probably in the keynote. No, no probably so, not. So the thing that you're going to really want to watch out for are the websites that come out afterward for like the iOS 13 uh, website yeah, that will the come WWDC, out. and the WWDC like accessibility session things. That yes, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. I was just going to bring that up. So there's the WWDC app. You want to make sure that you have that and actually put the uh, accessibility uh, events on your calendar. You can do that today. Uh, I'll be doing that later today. And then you can go watch them either live or you can, you know, just go back and, and watch them. As long as you have favorited them, they'll be easier to find. Right. So and there's some really, really cool stuff coming here. And I think um, it's, it's uh, you know, close enough to mid-year Christmas. So I like it. And oh, yes. something else that'll never happen, but I still want it third party text to speech support. For that iOS. would be cool. Good luck. So that would let's, be cool. let's get eloquence on. Uh, the oh, iPhone. you would I make so, so many people no. happy. No. <laughs> so, no. Oh, I come on. Actually, would, guys, there's a like lot of people that. that would love that. That would be weird, though. I'm not objecting to it necessarily, but that would be weird hearing there's eloquence. There's a lot of people that really want that. Like, From a performance <laughs> perspective, you, you, you know, and Honestly, I don't know that it would be any more responsive than oh, like I don't, oh, Alex I don't or know. Fred, uh, honestly, because they're very know. responsive as is. Who, Fred? Yeah, like Fred. No, you're not going to use Fred. Come on. No, 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 really? no, no. I'm I not like saying Fred. I'm not diss on Fred. Fred would use Fred. He just said Fred All was I'm responsive. Is I don't think eloquence is going to be any more responsive than what Fred already is. So okay, I think but, it would be like but, using but Fred. Fred is so I, hard. I it's um, hard. I'm not using I, Fred. I'm just talking about his response <laughs> times. <laughs> All right. I like Fred. Well, Freddy or not, here we come. <laughs> right. Oh, no. <laughs> and with that being said. All right. Let's wrap up, We guys. need to wrap up today. Yeah. Yeah. So to start us off, Megan, what is your pick for the week and where can people find you online? My pick for this week is a wonderful app that I came across thanks to Facebook. Um, it is called eDeclaration, and essentially, for those for when you fly into Canada, you know you have to fill out the declaration form and it's paper, and you have to take it and show it to the um, immigration agent, and take it and show it to the um, person before you leave the customs section and stuff anyway this takes that step out you are able to fill out your declaration form on airplane mode and create a QR code and scan it on a machine when you go through customs wow. I don't really know how it all works yet because I haven't played like I haven't done the QR code stuff so I don't know how accessible that part is but the app is extremely accessible I love it I played around with it a couple days after it came out um, and I'm really really liking it the Calgary Airport has 36 of these units that will accept the QR code and stuff I'm not sure about airports across Canada I would have to do some more research into that but that this app just it's it's a game changer you guys because you can actually fill out your own declaration form independently even if you need to get help to do the QR code stuff that's still one step 
that you can do independently, which I really, really like. You can email me at Megan, that is M-E-A-G-H-A-N, at iaccessibility.net. And also, same with Twitter, it's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-H-13. All right. And Jeff, what's your pick of the week and where can people find you? My pick for this week is Timery. Timery is an application which allows you to interface directly to Toggle. It's uh, Toggle is a uh, time tracking type application, so you can set timers and track how much time you're spending on specific events. And it's fully accessible. They're going to be adding more and more features. They're already working on version 1.01 and I've actually asked for a number of features to be added, so we'll see if they make it in. But, yep, Timery, it's available in the iOS App Store, T-I-M-E-R-Y. You can get a hold of me at jeff.bishop at iaccessibility.net or on Twitter by following Jeff Bishop, J-E-F-F-B-I-S-H-O-P. All right. Jason, what's your pick for this week, and where can people find you online? So my pick is uh, actually an app that Aliyah told me about, um, and it's 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 very surprising that I didn't know about it beforehand. It is called Traveler, and um, it's all one word. It's developed by GAM uh, Software, GAM Incorporated. Um, it's in the App Store. It's a free app. It allows you to. Um, listen to a lot of different binaural soundscapes um i i gather there's also a, a, a travelier podcast um and it's it's just a bunch of different uh binaural soundscapes the first one i listened to actually um was really really intense for me because i was listening to some trains passing um on the uh i was listening to it with the ambios just because they do a very great job of playing back binaural recordings and oh my god God, the amount of time I thought I was about to get hit in the face by a train. Oh, it was it was really intense, but it was so good. Um, as again, you can download it for free from the App Store. They have an iPhone and an iPad app. That's Travel um, Ear. As yes, it's not Travel Ear. It's Travel Ear. E A R. <laughs> um, I realized I did kind of run that t- uh, together when I said it, but uh, yeah, you did. It's very very Several nice. Times. I love this app. It's so cool. Um, so yeah and as far as where people can find me you can find me producing content uh, for iAccessibility you can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net you can search for me on twitter that's jde91 Juliet delta echo 91 you can also search for me on facebook just search for jason earls um, and if you do decide to add me please let me know that you found me from the iacast network okay Sarah, what's your pick, and where can people find you? Um, I'm going to pick the Uversion Bible app. Um, I enjoy this app. Parts of it are not as accessible as I would like for it to be. Um, for example, when you have people um, producing first images, you can see the reference, but you don't always see the image um, as a described thing. I mean, obviously it pops up as an image. However, what I like about this app and the reason that I use it is because finding different translations of the Bible is easy. You can switch between translations 
you can download your favorite translation for the most part um, to your device itself and then you can easily look up references to different books of the Bible that you would like to read and it, it makes it very simple to start at the beginning of that chapter. So I find it a useful way to, to keep up with my, my Bible reading. And um, the plans, I, I've done some plans through the app. They're not necessarily the easiest to find, um, but they're not the hardest to find either. Um, I just usually don't end up doing a plan through the app because the search function is a little complicated. Um, but for what I use it for, I like it. And you can email me at sarah at iaccessibility.net or you can request to follow me on Twitter as bioinstructor. All right. Aliyah, what is your pick for this week and where can people find you? My pick for this week is a nice little... Um, Belkin Adapter, the Belkin Lightning Rockstar, that takes one male lightning port um, and splits it into two female lightning ports. So for me, with my Ambios or lightning earpods, sometimes I want to be using them and charging my device at the same time, and this little guy is perfect for that. You can get it for $40 uh, unless you can find a good sale, and there are several running around that you can see throughout the year. Um, you can find it. It's a nice little short um, dongle. It looks very much like it was made by Apple. It it really does. It kind of looks like the iPad camera connection kit. So it looks really nice, really sleek. Uh, I will be writing and posting a review on it on our website. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can. You can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net. And you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowgirl199. And Victoria, what's your pick and where can people find you? So my pick is an audio book. It's available on Audible or iTunes, and it's called Harry Potter, A History of Magic. And it's basically about the Harry Potter exhibition in London. Um, it talks about all the myths behind Harry Potter. But what's really interesting is it also has interviews from Stephen Fry, who read the UK Harry Potter books, and Jim Dale, who read them in the US. And it just has their thoughts on it as well, which I think is really good. I think um, I want to read that now. I don't actually have any contact details. I think we have it. I want to read that now. I think I think we have it. I don't think I've read it yet, but I think we do have it. It's very good. My pick this week is a game I've been playing. Unfortunately, I, I'm Girl. and I want to get a, a, in touch with these guys to see Girl. if they can make it more accessible. I've been playing Ingress, and it's a lot of fun. And I've been watching the YouTube videos, and it's a really fun game. Uh, neat thing is, if you are low vision, it is to me more accessible than Pokemon Go because of the um, dark and lighter colors for the map. And so that might be an option for you if you are a low vision player. But uh, hopefully they will add voiceover support at some time. But it's a fun game and they advertise it as not being a game, that it's real life, but it's obviously a game. Um, 
but read, listen to the story like on YouTube and different places. It's very interesting and very fun, and they put a lot of work into it. So, um, but basically, you're going around to different spots on the map, trying to take over different points of interest, and uh, you join a faction, and it's just really fun. So check it out, Ingress. If you want to get in touch with me, you can by uh, emailing me, me at uh, Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iaccessibility.net. You can find all my work there on the website. Um, my Twitter is at Mike Doeys. You can find me on Facebook. Just search for Michael Doeys. And you can find me producing content at uh, my website, michaeldoeys.com and beyondthegallery.app and all over the web. So, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We cannot wait to enjoy all the new stuff tomorrow. And we will be monitoring our Slack and WhatsApp and everything. So we will see you for WWDC, and we hope that you take part in our stream and join in. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll have this episode out soon, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye this show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook? Search for iaccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iaccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2019, iAccessibility, LLC.